0: i'm david and i'm doug and we are beyond hungry doug what are we talking about today so i,
1: I think you've seen this david online i think it goes by I, i've seen a couple different names for it like tiktok tortilla wrap or tiktok tortilla hack or things like that tortilla hack wrap i've seen it where like you take a tortilla and you put like a a slice kind of halfway through Mm -hmm. out to the very edge and then you put different fillings like if you kind of imagine the tortilla having four different quadrants and you see people like putting different ingredients in each of the quadrants and then they kind of wrap each quadrant up on itself and then they put that in a pan kind of crisp up the outsides, and they eat that
0: i have seen it i think i was sending you a message i was like have you have you tried this and we're talking (laughs) about like maybe having an episode just because i've seen so many variants yeah. And at one point, it just took up my feed. Yeah,
1: it, they were they were everywhere. And honestly, like I, I think you know t- to be honest, today is the first time I, I I actually tried it for myself. I had some tortillas lying around, ready to go. I actually had way too many tortillas ready to go because I'd far- forgotten that I'd bought tortillas, and I, I gave it a shot today. Have you? But you haven't tried it yet.
0: I have not. I, w- I want to try it after I've seen you post. After you've seen you post it, and I kind of want to try different ones. I don't want to make make it like a quesadilla. Mm -hmm. Or if I do make a cassette, I want to make it like have multiple ingredients. But what did you try? What ingredients did you put in there? Like I saw some of the (laughs) I I think you had some leftovers in there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I basically just just took whatever I had lying around. I'm I'm not trying to do anything like orthodox or, or traditional or anything like that. I just. Whatever I had lying around, like a pantry version. So I had some, I made uh, these uh, vegan uh, po'boys over the weekend. I had some leftover fried tofu and I had kind of a a really nice silky, silken tofu based red pepper sauce that was supposed to go with it. Mm -hmm. And then I had been pickling some quick pickling some, some veggies, if you know from last night. And... And yeah, I threw that all together. I had some shredded cheese that I wanted to throw on there just because that f- that felt right. And yeah, I gave it a shot today. And I mean, before I get into like my impressions, I, as you said, you, you just said that like, oh, you don't want to make a quesadilla. So like, other than of course, all the folding, what do, what do you mean like you wouldn't want to make it like a quesadilla? What do you sort of see as being like standard quesadilla ingredients? Okay,
0: I've seen it where like, you know, person puts like cheese and then like a meat And then cheese and then a meat and then they fold it right. And it's like it's almost the same if you were just to put like a single layer of cheese and then meat and then fold it in half and then cut it. I feel like the whole four quadrants like gives you the effect of like being able to have four ingredients to make kind of like a a sandwich, like a a easier easier to eat wrap. So like usually when I went to a quesadilla, I was like, I guess I like the fact of having multiple than two ingredients. Like having more. Right, than you two. have
1: four options. Why not? Why not do yeah. more than four options? Right. Because then, if you do, but if you
0: just do two options, then it's like, then at that point, you just do half, right? Like just half one, like one ingredient, one side, and then the other, and then you just fold it in half, and yeah, you can fold it again.
1: Okay, so you you've seen some traditional quesadilla-like versions of it, which you sort of think is is not fulfilling its, it, it's not, it's not going to its full potential. Yeah. Like, so What's the craziest one you've seen?
0: Oh man, the craziest one I've seen. I've seen a video where they have different countries where they will make like, they made like a fajita one for like, you know, Mexico. Then they had like a Greek one where you have like mixed greens, feta cheese, some like mm. olives. And then like, you, like Euro meat, like a Turkish one. So it was mm-hmm. like very creative and like kind of, See what four ingredients can represent a culture, right? But yeah, i've my favorite thing of like watching you make it is something that I would totally would do on my first try is to overstuff it.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, I, know, I do this with anything that gets wrapped or rolled or put between two. Look, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Even the po' boy that I made last weekend, I could not close that sandwich. I it was like barely boys, a sandwich.
0: I feel like po' boys are like. They're always like cut, like a little slit in like the bread, right? Yeah. And it's always overstuffed. Yeah. It's never like, a, it's, it has to be messy. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, I mean, that was literally the directions of the recipe I was following. It, it was from a, a really great cookbook by Bryant Terry called Afro Vegan. And so, and I, I'd been cooking from one of his other books, Vegetable Kingdom. And, and yeah, the, the directions literally say like, you know, get some bread, cut it down the middle, but not all the way through and you kind of hinge it apart. So like it's supposed to have that piece. And I don't know if that's supposed to be for boys. I, I feel like every boy I've ever seen is like that, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, I'm, I'm maybe there are other styles of it, but yeah, like I, I, it was very hard to close. I think also I got some proportions <laughs> wrong on like the size of things as well. So like, you know, that's, that's probably wrong with that, you know, an error in my book, but yeah, I a hundred percent overstuff every, every, yeah. every burrito I've ever made has, always threaten to like come apart at the seams. Oh, I do it all the time. Because
0: I think <laughs> I personally think it's the the tortillas, unless they're like homemade or you buy those special like raw tortillas that you can get like at Costco and stuff. Or like the super mm-hmm. burrito size ones. Mm-hmm. I overstuff them thinking like, oh they're like Chipotle, you know, like burrito place Uh quantities and then like midway hat, like trying to roll it, I was like kind of realized like this is not gonna end pretty.
1: Okay, see, but see, like that's the thing though, and like maybe it's a trick of perception, but when I, you know, I haven't been to Chipotle in a while, but anytime I'm at a burrito shop, just in general, I look at how much they put in there and it, to me, it looks like when I'm putting stuff in there and it looks like it's not gonna come together and then they just like, they roll it up and it's fine. And I don't know, like, I can't tell that they're doing something different. I think.
0: Their tortillas are bigger. I know <laughs> that like, when I was like bigger? when I was like Bernardo's or uh-huh. or those like I know their tortillas are bigger, and also the quality of the tortilla is different because it's stretchier. Stretchier. Oh, maybe
1: that's it. Yeah, I feel like I see that happen with with like when people make dumplings by hand and they've made the wrapper, and I can see them when they're crimping like the folds in mm-hmm. the dumpling, and I can f- see the dough stretching. And when I buy like because I'm I'm lazy and. You know, I, I just buy like the the, the pre made wrappers, and I, and they they don't really stretch that much. Mm-mm. I see people when they make them, and they can stuff them with so much filling. Oh yeah! When it's the fresh wrappers, and it's it's magical. I'm just like, that's not gonna fit. That's not gonna fit. And then it's like, oh my god, they made it, and it looks beautiful. And it's like, why can't I do that? And it's because because I'm lazy, and I buy pre made wrappers. And look, to be fair, there's nothing wrong with that. No shame. But oh, like,
0: I buy pre made dumplings, and I just put them on a <laughs> steamer. We just put them on a steamer <laughs> pot, and just eat that over white rice.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to, to 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 hear you admit that you also overstuff anything in a tortilla. I overstuff sandwiches all the time. I, it's a problem. I I th- I feel like this is also like. I, do you think this is an American thing?
0: <laughs> I th- I think so. Well, I don't know. I'm tr- tr- trying to think of like other places. Do they stuff anything?
1: I mean, we are the home of double-stuffed Oreos. I mean, Oreos in general, and I mean, we we're. we're This is the land of plantain. There's just such this, like, greedy sense of abundance about everything we try to do that I wonder if it's just, like, hardwired into my brain growing up here.
0: (laughs) I think so. I think we're also, like, used to, like, a custom, like, like, burgers, for example. Like, I had a burger Mm -hmm. for dinner, and I try to, like, put as many vegetables in there as possible. Mm -hmm. And it, like, as soon as I take the first bite, it just a mess, right? It's, like, it's just (laughs) a never... Yeah, the right way. And I feel like every time I eat a burger or eat a sandwich somewhere, like it's always bigger. It kind of makes it that picture perfect. And it's really hard to even consume it.
1: Yeah, I I think there's definitely a sense of like, we applaud biting off more than you can chew. Um, All right. So back to this once again, I don't know what to call it tortilla hack wrap or what, whatever it's, it's being called or TikTok wrap. Um, yeah. So, uh, so the, you've, you've seen ones from different countries. I I guess, do you have an idea of like the first attempt you would make at a, what you would put in there in your four quadrants?
0: I think I want to do, so one of the, the easy lunches I used to do is like buy like either make, make hummus and then make like a tomato, cucumber, feta salad. And, I will take that for lunch if I I forget to make lunch or pack lunch. It's just something easy to make in the morning. Mm -hmm. But it was always a pain, like, when trying to eat, like, a wrap does not fold it properly. And then just makes a mess and, like, hummus goes everywhere. Or trying to, like, find that perfect container that fits a wrap. Right. So then I was, like, seeing this, I was, like, oh, my God, like, this, so many of those, like, to go boxes from the, right. from the restaurants, this will fit perfectly in there. And then I kind of want to think of like, kind of uh, like a mozzarella, pepperoni, like kind of like a, a pizza type yeah. deal, like something <laughs> with like a lot of melty cheese. So yeah, I know you, you post about running the problem of things, not heating through. And I guess like, that's mm-hmm. kind of my, my fear and I'm just trying to think through that. And I think there's, there's one, I think the one I'm going to do after record this, this later this week is. I want to make one roasted vegetables, but I want to create like a seal around it. I just want to like, instead of having cheese melted in it, I kind of want to do that that tortilla melting cheese mm. trick, remember, where you put a bunch of cheese on the on the comal, yes. let yeah. that like melt, and then just crust it over, like try to wrap it. Yeah, like
1: it. a kind of frico almost, or, yes. yeah, or, or something like that. And I got a little bit of frico on mine on the second one that I made. I, I made two. The second uh, one looked look, great. Yeah. The, the second one turned out much better. I I did a couple things, and okay, so here's the here's the thing. So like, I was I was about to attempt this. I'd made like the first cut, and I was like, I was thinking I was like, oh, there's a way to mess this up, <laughs> and it's like, and I looked up a bunch of like recipes, and like they don't talk about it. They always talk about like, oh yeah, you just make the cut, and you put ingredients in the four quadrants, so you fold it up, and you you know you put it in a pan, and you're done. And it's like, you can mess this up. There's a lot of ways to mess this up, as as I did the very first time, just by overstuffing it. But like you have to put ingredients, I think, in the right order in the correct quadrant, or you can have like a like it won't work very mm. well. So like you were talking about that like cucumber salad. If you put that in the bottom left quadrant, the first fold, all that's gonna come tumbling out when you make that first fold, because there's nothing to stick there. So like I thought about this when I was making the first one, and that's why I put that sauce in the bottom left quater- quadrant, the one the first fold, yeah. because that's not going to fall over and and run everywhere. Like that is something that like sticks around. So you need something like that's going to stay in place for the first fold. And then and then the rest are generally okay. And then I did cheese in my last fold because I knew that was gonna be on the outside. That that was gonna be on the outside so that would actually melt. And I did melt the cheese on both of them, thankfully, but like but like that was a very conscious decision that I kinda had to like plan out in my head very like quickly. But like if I'd done cheese in the first quadrant and like the lower left quadrant, folding that over, like I just would have gone everywhere and I would have messed it up really badly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about that. I was like
1: yeah, it's a little trickier than, than Cause people Because you, you wouldn't like want to put your around.
0: greens, like, on the outside, because then you're heating that up before the cheese and the meat. Yeah. And then you're going to have, so the, like, warm greens.
1: There's, like, serious technique to this. <laughs> I mean, not, like, no, okay, maybe serious technique is, is going a bit far. But, like, you have to, you you do have to think about the order of operations here and what's going to be, like, you know, good. And, and, and yeah, potentially maybe you don't want to heat everything through if you're going to be using some greens that are going to be like, you want them to be nice and crisp. And so, you know, and I think that works to the fact, and and I think me not heating it through all the way the first time was also just like my heat was too high. Mm. So, so I lowered the heat in the second time around and that, that was a nice experience. So
0: I'm enjoying it. I know some people are like, Oh, like, why can't we just keep this, thick, the, the, the tortilla, the normal way to just make quesadillas or make, and I'm like, this is actually a fun way because I mean, we all get busy. It's just a quick way yeah. to make a meal or to make lunch or something for the kids. And it's fun. It's sometimes yeah. fun to try something new that will push you yeah. to, to get a quick snack. Like I,
1: I think, A, I think you're right. I think the possibility of mixing up with four different kinds of flavors or four different kinds of textures Like, is nice. It's fun. It gives you potentially just more options to kind of play with than you might be able to do with a quesadilla. I mean, to be fair, a quesadilla, you can still do that. Mm -hmm. You you can still throw cheese on there and then throw whatever you want, and it's just like all mixed in. Or you can do layers. Like, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. But it's just like a little bit cleaner. And sometimes it's nice to have those like kind of distinct zones and layers. It's nice to have a little bit of strata there. So I I totally get that. I I think you're 100% right on. Just having four separate ingredients is fun. Number two, I would say like you can you can single hand it, you can one hand it. I can't like a quesadilla like I feel like I need a plate
0: or like a wrap, um,
1: yeah, or like a wrap or something. And I like an a burrito, I feel like you can you can you can one hand a burrito if it's a small enough burrito, but I feel like most burritos are two-handers. Mm-hmm. This is this is a one-hander. You can it 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 does have the form factor of like a sandwich, uh, like a, a regular kind of like lunch bag, like like you could fit it inside a Ziploc sandwich bag kind of like <laughs> form factor. And you can you can easily one-hand it and, you know, you can do your internet browsing with the other one. You can hold a cup of coffee or something. Probably like back in the day when I used to smoke, I would probably have a cigarette <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> but, uh, not anymore. I've I've been quit for a while now, which is good. But um, don't don't smoke, kids. Uh, don't smoke, adults. But uh, yeah, I I feel like the, there is a certain kind of nice on the go convenience factor, or maybe not even on the go because like yeah, work from home, but like just you can you can multitask maybe more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It it just seems. A little bit cleaner, uh, a little bit nicer like that, which uh, I really, really liked. So
0: Yeah, I do definitely like that. And now would you say about like on the go and having a coffee it was like, what would you think would be a perfect, I guess like you can definitely make a few breakfast versions, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like this would make some good breakfast versions. So this, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go into like slightly experimental territory here. So I before i made this i had some ideas of like i wonder if i could do this where because like you you where you could still make that kind of like center cut but instead of doing like four quadrants you could just like roll it into a cone Ooh. <laughs> which is does not get any of the same benefits and and to be fair like in, in my head yeah it would probably just be like what are you really doing other than just like a quesadilla and i i, I I might try it. I have some extra tortillas that I might try that with just to sort of see how the geometry of that works. If you can just get like, because like you see those like sushi rolls, mm-hmm. you know, or there's like hand rolls where they're like they're this nice kind of like, they kind of look just like a weird ice cream cone. I'm kind of curious if you can do that with this somehow.
0: I feel like I've, I've, I think I've seen it, but people have fried a tortilla. I've seen this like yeah. on Instagram, right? They fill it up with like mm-hmm. steak, rice, beans, and always... I think it's overplayed but people love it flaming hot cheetos right yeah and melted cheese
1: yeah so there's there's two things i'm two more kind of experiments I'm, I'm kind of curious about doing one i'm curious as to what would it happen if and maybe maybe there are versions of this out that i like that if you're actually cooking the tortilla while you're folding it while you're laying the ingredients so that the so that you get extra crisp mm-hmm. on the interior instead of just on the outsides, although I have a feeling that it would probably cause like breakage issues when you try to fold it.
0: I think uh, you have to do make sure the heat is not so high. Or yeah, not so high, but then that or... might,
1: might potentially, like you would get a little bit of extra texture. You can't go too far, obviously, mm-hmm. but then I think the warming issue of like potentially not warming it all the way through if you want everything to be like, Nice and hot, then that might mitigate that issue a little bit. And then the other thing. So this reminds me a lot um, in, of like the. I think last year there were people making like Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supremes. Yes. Yeah, Crunchwrap Supremes, and I did this. I did this. I, I tried a couple versions, and I'm a huge like fan of It was, used. it was fun. So you've you've done it. I have not
0: done it, but, but you've you've had them at Taco Bell. That's my like number one thing I order. <laughs> like, it's, okay. it's just like, I need this. And then... Yeah. I, I
1: definitely saw... I think it, there was a Vice video on it with one of their chefs that, that's on there. I, I can't remember. I'm I'm sorry. I'm terrible. I can't remember her name. But yeah, she, she did kind of show us how to do... Showed people how to do like a, a Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme. And I tried it. And like, I've done it a couple of times. And it's a lot of fun. But I will say like, it's a, it's like, it's a, it's a bit of work. But like, it does kind of remind me of that. Like, you know, yeah, you could really put anything in there. And it's this nice kind of, like, wrapped-up package that's uh, that has that kind of, like, crispiness from the outside. And then, of course, the tostada in the middle definitely adds, like, that. Crunch. that's really, yeah, the crown jewel of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you can really kind of mix and match whatever you want on the inside. But, like, the way they did it is, like, you, you have a tortilla, uh, like, a really big tortilla, and then you take another one of those and you cut a smaller tortilla... From the center of that mm-hmm. a slightly smaller one and then you use that to kind of patch the hole when you wrap everything over and so like i feel a little bit wasteful and i had a bunch of like tortillas like just like donut tortilla <laughs> <laughs> left over that i didn't know what to do with i'm sure there's a good thing to do with them but but like, this kind of reminded me of that in that like but but easier much much easier yeah
0: and, I, I was thinking about that like, maybe if you put like some tortilla chips and there you kind of have like this modified version of that crunch wrap
1: a doritos locos you know you could i could definitely see like a dorito will fit in each of those quadrants and you can get some extra crunch
0: i might have to do or, that this or weekend
1: yeah so like there's, there's some fun stuff there so
0: see this is this is why that's why i really enjoy this one because it's like <laughs> it gives you you're like you know it's kind of gimmicky so you're not taking it so mm-hmm. serious you're like i'm, I'm gonna yeah. throw doritos in there why not throw yeah. some flaming hot cheetos flaming hot cheetos yeah you, I, I kind of want to make like the tortilla. Like my mom used to make it with butter and some like brown sugar and cinnamon. Mm, so I'm trying to like think of like, like a dessert one.
1: Yeah. I can, I can see that being good.
0: So I'll have to, have to yeah. try that. Tell me more about this, like vegan cooking and you're like po' boy. Like, and you uh. try, like you were telling me on a conversation earlier that you were trying to be pescatarian for, for this month. How's that going?
1: Yeah, so it went pretty well, I have to say. I mean, thankfully, you know, in 2020, I started cooking. I started, you know, working with some more vegan recipes and some vegetarian recipes a lot. And so I've kind of been working my way towards gaining, just just getting used to, like, learning some more vegetarian and vegan techniques for how to Mm -hmm. process things so that they're, like, really flavorful. And so it's not just like, oh, all I eat are salads now. Like, (laughs) you know, like, that's my worst nightmare. You know, I love a good salad, but, like, that's not what I want to eat every day. And I Mm -hmm. feel like... Definitely, like me, ten years ago, thought that's what being vegan, and if, that's a hundred percent not true. If anyone still thinks that way, that's a hundred percent not true. And so, I I was really worked on building my repertoire of of different techniques that I could use, or or just different like theory on on how flavors work when you don't have meat as kind of like a backstop. Mm. And so, and so like. I think I was ready yeah. to, to try that. And to be fair, like I wasn't going vegan for January. This wasn't I I think there's a term, it's like a hashtag vegan or I don't know how to say it. But I, I've seen people who like they go vegan for January and that's that's lovely. I'm I'm not as ambitious yet. I'm I'm gonna take baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> and so while I did cook a fair amount of like vegan food, I'm I I also like know that I haven't done the like nutritional work, like homework, to know mm how to make sure that like i'm getting all of like my nutrients and going about in a responsible way and not like being irresponsible and then like crashing and burning at work because i'm i'm not providing everything that i need to and so like you know Shelby and i decided that we we'd try going pescatarian so we would eat fish and seafood mm-hmm. but then we we'd try and do as much vegetarian vegan food as much as we could okay. but then make sure every few days that we'd have some fish or seafood or something like that i will admit I I cheated twice. <laughs> Both sort of by accident. One was because I got invited to do to like to like test some some recipes from like a, a local business here, which was which was really fun and I didn't even think about the fact that there would be meat in that food until like the next day and then I was like, "Oh, well, like look, I'm 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 not going to back out of this. I want to mm-hmm. I want to do this. I that'd be, you know, terrible if I did that." And so I went ahead and I went, and it wasn't a crazy amount of meat anyway, but it was a lot of fun and they were wonderful and very. it was very excited to meet all of them and, and talk about talk with them about food. Uh, and maybe we'll have them on the show someday. I, I'd, I'd very much like that. But, and the second time I cheated was, was completely also by accident. I was just, it was a very rough day at work. I was very busy. I ha- didn't have any time. And so like my mind was like, I don't have any time to like go out and grab something. I don't have anything here. I'm just gonna order a Jimmy John sandwich. And, and and like I know they have a vegetarian sandwich, or I could have gotten like their like tuna sandwich, mm-hmm. which which like like is fine. <laughs> and totally just like ordered their like turkey sandwich and didn't even think about it. and didn't realize I didn't catch myself into the next day when when I suggested when Shelby and I were working from home, and I was just like, Hey, hey, maybe like it sounds like we're both busy. Let's order Jimmy Johns. And she was like, They don't really have good like vegan or vegetarian options. I was like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's how, like, like that's just such an example of like how ingrained it is Mm -hmm. that like it didn't even like, I just somehow blew past that for 24 hours. I didn't even think like it didn't occur to me. That's how like steep set in my ways I am sometimes, you know, when I'm distracted, which, which I think is super interesting. that Like literally I'm, I'm accidentally eating
0: meat. Well, yeah I, like, and then you're also learning all these ingredients like all these recipes and I just can't like it's it's kind of when people who who think about going vegetarian or going vegan I think people still go into that mind frame even though there's a lot of options out there for them mm-hmm. they're like well I'll have to buy these pre-made meals or these frozen meals or like these meat alternatives you know and prepare that but a lot of times it's like oh I gotta go eat at this restaurant and they don't even think of like oh my god there's nothing for me to eat right there's like right. no options or even just the thought of like if you go to your favorite restaurant like you already like it's kind of like be uh memorized behavior of like oh this is what I'm gonna get it's what I get all the time and then you're like right. oh you didn't even think about it yeah
1: and like and I think that's why like look I mean I I still feel like I did fairly well. I think it could have gone worse. (laughs) You know, and and I think a lot of it is like, is that I helped, once again, over 2020, because I was cooking more vegetarian, vegan food, Mm -hmm. I kind of helped normalize not eating meat sometimes. And so like, and I think that's, that's a big part. It's like, I I think sometimes people think being vegan or vegetarian, and and to be fair, I am neither right now. I'm like, I, I guess flexitarian or like on my way there. Is that like, I can understand that it feels like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I think, yes, it is, but it's not like a lot of work all the time. It's a lot of work to make the transition. It's a, I think it's a lot of work to like change your expectations and your taste and your transition. And, and like, it's a lot of work to transition, but like, I don't think it's necessarily a lot of work to be vegetarian or vegan. I think it's more work, but I don't think it's an insurmountable amount of work to exist in that state. in the way that like, I think me 10 years ago definitely felt like, oh, that would be exhausting. And like, but it just takes work to shift your mindset. And so like, I definitely was a lot more comfortable with that because I knew I was already accustomed to what like being satisfied and feeling satisfied with vegetarian, vegan food. I had already kind of like changed some of my mindset about like what I feel like I needed or that. I could have a meal and it didn't have to have meat and and that was okay. And like to get over some of those like psychological factors or like Mm -hmm. mental like or just like viewpoints. And then like that helped a lot in that. Yeah, I was fine. Just like not having a burger or a steak or having chicken in something and still feeling I was satisfied with it. And so yeah, like that takes work. But I think what I'm hoping is, you know, I'll have the skill set. Like I think that like meat is easy for me because I already have acquired all of the skills and, and not all, but like many of the skills and techniques <laughs> for like working with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's at the grocery store and I buy it. Like it's, it just ingrained in my like lifestyle. Right, right. And that's why it's easy. And if you can change some of those factors and reorganize and restructure some things, not eating those things can be, you know, just as easy. I, th- I think for many people and so like, that's what I'm, I think I'm trying to get to is just start shifting some of those blocks around so that I can make that transition more easily in the future and just like Mm -hmm. start to average more towards that.
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, eating, eating, cooking, ordering food, it's a habit, right? It's a habit. And even just like waking up early or working out every day, like just doing that one thing is so hard to maintain. And then just like changing your eating habits and behavior and taste and, and what you like, you know, what you crave or what that kind of what you said of that, the what satisfies you. Right. Yeah. So I kind of really enjoy seeing you go through this progress instead of like, I'm just go vegetarian, vegan, cold turkey. Boom. It's nice <laughs> to be like, no, like it's OK for me to have meat occasionally if I don't like I don't want like. I don't want to say it's a failure because it's like, no, we shouldn't put shame in that, but like, you know, you're busy, but it's like, Hey, like I have accomplished this many days and it's great. And it's nice to hear that. Cause I feel yeah. like a lot of people was like, Oh, like I wasn't yeah. able to commit. So why even bother? I'm like, no, like it's, yeah. it's okay to have some, some downfalls here and there. And not even say a downfall, but like, Hey, we're, we're adjusting. But I want to yeah. touch on the point that you talk about being flexitarian and working your way to it. Are you thinking about going vegan, vegetarian for the future? Or is it just I something mean, that you just want to like <sighs> maintain that flexitarian, like the possibility of like, hey, I don't need to have meat with every meal. This is mm-hmm. totally fine. I enjoy this.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I'm OK. So like if I think about me right now. Where I would want to be someday is is vegetarian. And, like, I feel like it'd be very difficult for me to be vegan because I love dairy. I love, like, milk and cheese. I love eggs a lot. And and those are can often be, like, very good sources of some of the nutrients that I think would be difficult mm-hmm. for me, once again, because I haven't shifted those blocks around fully to, like, achieve that necessarily, like, nutritionally. And I'm sure there's more I'm going to learn. Now, keep in mind, like, five, ten years ago, I think me... If you asked me back then, would I ever did I ever think I would I would want to be vegetarian or could be vegetarian, I would say hell no. <laughs> so like so I'm thinking now, like I'm thinking about being vegetarian, like maybe in ten years, maybe or maybe in five years, if you ask me in then in the future, mm-hmm. like maybe I would be like, Yeah, I think I can be vegan. So like I you know, I so I, I don't wanna like push that out of the room. like I feel comfortable that I can I can, you know, potentially be vegetarian, you know, in the future you know given a few years and then yeah but who knows like I, there's a lot of years left <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows is, and and stuff's gonna get better and i don't know
0: is there a reason why you want to go vegetarian like would say like why five years like hey why is there a reason why you're gravitating to going to that lifestyle either like I healthy mean, like trying to be more health-based or what what you have a reasoning behind it i'm just curious
1: yeah, I mean, I think there are some like health things there. Now you can a hundred percent do vegetarian or vegan wrong, <laughs> and, and uh, like, look, you look at those meat replacements, and they are not good for you. Uh, any cases, and like, and you can definitely cook vegetarian, vegan food unhealthy. You can make anything unhealthy. But like, I think the idea of appreciating the properties of vegetables more is something that like, I think will will probably be better for me in the long run. I also think that like. It's just really interesting to like play around with the different properties of lots of different produce, and so like I think there's like part of a challenge there for me that I'm really interested in. And, and this has been like working in with like vegan recipes has been a really interesting challenge. It is a lot of work for me to do, but like once again, that's that's the work of like shifting my perspective mm-hmm. and understanding like you know what I can do. Like there are things like I mean, people who end up making bread. Before I started baking bread, I, that seemed insurmountable. That I would like have to feed this thing every day, or like I would just have to have all this flour and then all, all these other like resources around. But like you get into a rhythm in it, and it just becomes like like breathing, I think for for bakers or, or mm-hmm. other people. Right. And so and so, yeah. I, I I think there's some health reasons. I think there's some like definitely. I have some concerns, and I think we've maybe talked about this before. We'll talk about this in another episode that's coming up about like I have some concerns as to like. Economically, whether meat will be very sustainable, I know that you know meat has a lot of environmental like costs mm-hmm. and so and I'm trying to be more conscious of, of of my impact on the environment, and I think eating less meat is one way I can as an individual make a small impact and so you know and then the ethical concerns, yeah, like you know if I can stop supporting i I mean most of the meat in the market that's out there I, I think probably has some 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 concerns as to yeah. how animals are being treated mm-hmm. and I would have to pay a lot for meat that's that's not treated that way and so if I can reduce my financial support of those institutions like mm-hmm. you know that 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 makes me feel good that makes me feel better about like my very just existing every day mm-hmm. so just trying to take some steps towards that you know and and, and that's largely you know I have a fair amount of privilege where I can do a lot of that, <laughs> so that's like you know. So I might as well use that privilege to to make those steps where I can. Right. Can right. I do more? Ab- absolutely, and I should do more. I think, and I'm I'm hoping to.
0: Oh man, getting deep here. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely when it comes to, we mostly eat fish, but when we do buy meat occasionally, it's very rare that we do. Yeah. We do, pay extra to make sure it's coming from an ethical place and yeah. to know that the animals cuz essentially what you're consuming is what they consume right too yeah so so definitely like that that you know we have grown to have a privilege to be able to afford that but we have been more presbyterian. there's times like so the one thing that we've been doing that my wife has been presenting is that with every meal we have to eat something green <laughs> and sometimes when like we're busy and we just like, we have a bunch of vegetables, we just cook all the vegetables mm-hmm. and I just find a recipe and I just like throw everything in there. And it turns out like we're eating a vegetarian or sometimes vegan dinner, yeah. by, like not even like purposely. It's just more like, yeah, we have so much vegetables in our refrigerator that sometimes it's a lot faster to cook it's easier than try to pull out the meat and then try to season that and then try to get that ready. So it's like, sometimes it's just like, boom, just cook this and and it's ready. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, but we've just been doing that slowly. Obviously when we went to Chicago a couple of weeks ago, kind of fell there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, that, that's that's fair. I, I think being around a uh, family or anything like that can, or, or traveling especially can make things a little bit difficult. Let's let's talk about your your Chicago trip. Can you tell me what 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 is happening there right now, food wise, and and what is that like during COVID?
0: Okay, so for our listeners, I went to Chicago from a family emergency. My parents and my brother got COVID, and it was an extreme situation where both my parents had to be hospitalized. Um, they are recovering now. You know, thanks for all the doctors and nurses and, and everyone in the front lines are able to help them. But so my wife and I had to rent out an Airbnb apartment and, you know, had to be somewhat close just to make sure we were there. And we went to the grocery store. We, we made sure with the Airbnb we were able to cook. You know, we got a bunch of veggies. We brought the food that we were going to meal prep for that week. So we just yeah. brought all the vegetables. We froze all the, the salmon and the shrimp. So we nice. brought all our vegetables with us but being in a bigger city and seeing the curbside pickup like is taken to a whole new level like food is ready faster there's oh, parking man. spots everywhere that's designated for curbside their apps are better so some of these restaurants that blew my mind were the ones that offer tv dinners that you can buy them TV by the, dinners? yes by the set like old school something had like meatloaves right but something okay. had like lasagna or your brussels sprouts Like literally a full full course meal with like two sides, an entree. And you can buy them by one, six, a dozen. You can order them frozen or like already ready to like already heated if you want it. Same restaurant had a kit. So if you wanted to make burgers with your kids or a pizza, they'll sell you the dough. That's just rolled up in a ball with like the pizza sauce that's made from there. The cheese, pepperoni, you can ask ingredients and they'll chop them up for you. Or they have like the burger patties that are individually wrapped. So you can either freeze them or make them with like the buns, the cheese, the the sliced lettuce. So they had different packages. And it was kind of mind-blowing. I was like, this is kind of fun. It's very like different of like, you know, why go to the store to get frozen meals when you can get it from a restaurant with like higher ingredients and have something different that... Mm-hmm. You're not gonna experience at, you know, a Whole Foods or a Jor like a hy vs frozen aisle, right? So it was, mm-hmm. was kind of entertaining to to see, and the cocktail kits were probably the funniest thing because you know when you think of like cocktail <laughs> kits, like you think like okay, it's so gonna make one cocktail. Now they would just sell you the whole bottles. Like here is the whole <laughs> bottle of Captain Morgan. Here's a two liter Coke. Here's an orange <laughs> or a limes. Oh and wow! Here is it, there's like, it'll be like here's a margarita kit right and it says mm-hmm. makes 13 cocktails. I was like I'm not going to like really buy that, but I can see the, the attraction for it. I mean, it's kind of pricey too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I bet, but like I I do kind of like that let that, that raw ingredient sort of like they're sort of doing the grocery shopping for you yeah. and I know I mean, I do know that that was one of the things that I think when when the pandemic hit early on and restaurants were really like Stuck, And mm-hmm. no one knew what to do. And all of a sudden they couldn't open. And they had tens of thousands of dollars worth of food sitting in their fridges. And I know that. And then people were mobbing the grocery stores. And I, I believe some of the restaurants were just like, here, take the food. Or we'll sell this yeah. food to you at like a reduced cost. Or we'll just give it to you. I think I think that did happen. And they were just giving, you know, because it was all going to go bad. And people needed to eat. And people were hoarding stuff and so it was like, you know, insane. And, and thankfully everything settled down from there. But like I, I do kinda like that. Like, yeah, what would, would I would I love to have a restaurant sort of like curate <laughs> some ingredients for me? Of course. Restaurants get like, you know, I mean I feel like the nice restaurants do get access to some really nice stuff that I can't get at grocery stores. And I'm not even talking about like fancy, like prime grade meat or anything. I mean, I think their, their vegetables are definitely, some restaurants, their vegetables are definitely better.
0: Well, I think like the beginning of when the pandemic hit, you had Lofredo, I think it's one of the main deliveries like that delivers all the the, the, the ingredients to the restaurants. And mm-hmm. because of it, you know, they couldn't store all their vegetables and fruits that they were selling boxes for the cheap. And I had friends that, that ordered it here and they were talking about, like, the difference in the vegetables Man. quality was, was incredible. And it was cheaper than going to the grocery store. That's because they had to, like, get rid of it. Nice.
1: So I, I'm curious. I know in, in an episode a while ago, we were talking about pop-ups. And you mentioned that one of your friends in Chicago had gotten put on a list written by Eater. Did you, Is that a place that you got to go get takeout from no so Ah. unfortunately
0: he he had a post because he's in super busy and we're still debating if we were going to stay there for longer because we're waiting for my my parents to get discharged and then the the snowstorm hit here but on that sunday before the snowstorm he was gonna essentially put a lotto out and if your name got drawn you were able to put an order with a max order like Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get a line out. Like I, I literally probably have. He to,
1: wasn't going to slip you like a ticket or I, anything. I need no. to.
0: He'll probably be like, if you get going to mention the podcast, which he has. So I'm going to have yeah. to to text him and be like, hey, let me at least try a burger and film it or something. Because, <laughs> Well, well, you know what? Good on him for having integrity and not. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean. <laughs> not letting you cut the line. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean.
0: But it's it's going popularity where like. He used to just be like, "Okay, you know, call this number, put your reservations." Now he's like a lotle system.
1: Okay, so just to be clear here, David. So you mentioned him once in the podcast, and, and what was it again? What was what was his his pop up called uh, or his virtual restaurant called?
0: Second. And wait,
1: what's your friend's name?
0: His name is Hector. Hector. Yes. I don't want to butcher his, his name. It was like a burger, right? Yes.
1: Chicago secret burger, Chicago secret burger. So, so Hector, if you're listening, we have now mentioned you twice, which means I get a ticket too. Okay. That, that's how this works, right? Good. We've done my friend, my friend Hector. I've got everything I wanted out of this. No, no, I'm kidding. of course. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Like every time, like, I mean, he, he, his, his personal Instagram also is like, he has really good, good drink, good food stuff on there. But yeah, like it was also kind of a drive, but I wanted to get get on the the lot ticket, but I was still on the fence. But next time when I know I'm going to be there for three days, I need to probably like Mm -hmm. have a week in advance to plan to get that. And we'll see how, if I can bring one over to you, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I would love that. I would love that very much.
0: But yeah, would you you consider ordering TV dinners? Like, have you, do you remember having TV dinners as a kid? Or like, did you ever buy any of those? Like, did your parents ever have those? Yeah, yes.
1: I mean, I I have to say that I don't think my parents liked the idea of them very much. I think it was very much like a convenience thing. So like, so for like a time when I was growing up, sometimes like my mom would be away and like with my brother because they lived in another town for a while because he was doing violin lessons in another city. And so he was getting an education on the part of that. And so like, I'd be left at home with my dad and he didn't really cook very much. And so like, we kind of had to like fend for ourselves a little bit. And sometimes it was just easier to have a TV dinner mm-hmm. and like, we could just kind of pick whatever he wanted because he wasn't really too picky about that. And so like, I do remember some TV, di- we didn't do it a lot because at that point I was I could, I could work a stove, I could boil water, throw a spaghetti, and then use like a ragu jar, and that was fine. I was happy with that. <laughs> or I could crack a can of ravioli, or, mm-hmm. them, you know, we've, we've talked about that before. Like, I, I could, I didn't need a TV dinner necessarily, but I, I do remember them. I remember looking at some of them years ago and realizing how, like, horrifying some of them were, that like, I think it was like the Hungry Man dinners. That were something like four thousand calories. Like there were some ridiculous oh, ones that's that were just up. like, "Oh my god, that's really terrible for you." And like, five hundred percent of the sodium that you need in a day. And
0: it was just, I, I do remember it was, them being really salty. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that's where I essentially where I heard about like Salisbury steaks, right? And then you have like the oh, gravy, yeah. and then the mashed potatoes mm-hmm. with that gravy, but they were super salty. And then you're like peas mm-hmm. or corn, that were also yeah. salty.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I have some fondness for them, but they were never very, and, they weren't. and to be fair, I think TV dinners now are probably a, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think there's just, okay, let me let me preface this by saying, like, uh, I recently I was listening to the David Chang podcast, and he had an episode where he brought, where he essentially, it was, the whole episode was about microwaves, mm-hmm. microwave ovens, and because it's something that since the pandemic, he's been doing, he's been using microwaves a lot, which I know seems very strange, because chefs aren't supposed to use microwaves or like microwaving isn't real cooking but he's (laughs) been on this sort of crusade lately to really kind of talk about how microwaves can be useful and he brought like a like a physicist or or, or someone who knows a lot about microwave Mm. radiation and and kind of brought him on to kind of dispel a lot of rumors and like that like and it was interesting because like I, I learned a lot from that and understanding that like there are a lot of misconceptions about The dangers of microwaves and also literally how microwaves work and how they heat food or heat whatever is in the microwave and that a lot of the bad experiences people have had in trying to reheat or heat food or cook food in the microwave has a lot to do with the fact that like it's just not appropriate or it's not treated or sliced or formed the right way on the plate and then there are different properties you have to be careful of so like you know microwaving a bowl of soup I think was one of the examples and how like the middle of the soup is always still cold Mm -hmm. and the bowl is just like crazy hot and the outside of the soup is like boiling hot but then somehow (laughs) the middle and it does have to do with like they, they don't the microwaves don't really like heat from the inside out they don't like penetrate anything really Mm -hmm. they they will warm up the outside and so like like a saucer of soup would be fine but like a bowl of soup a deep bowl of soup is not going to heat up very well unless you stir it around you know, halfway through. That's and true. You,
0: you always feel when they, you grab it yeah. that you're like burning off your fingertips. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. The number <laughs> of times I've been like, it doesn't look hot. I stick my finger in the middle. It's cold. Then I grab the sides and then like I flip the bowl everywhere. And, <laughs> I, you did, know, I uh,
0: did learn that trick that when you're heating up something on a big plate to like form your food into like a circle and just leave the, oh, the yeah, middle yeah. exposed to get like an even yeah. heat. But yeah, like yeah. I definitely want to check that episode out because it's. I do think we don't use, I mean, we don't use technology in most devices to the full extent that they need to be, that they were designed for, right? Yeah. And also, like, frozen meals have come such a long way. I mean, the whole steaming thing, like, the whole steaming bowls and...
1: Yeah, and and that's the that's the thing is like so like, <laughs> microwaves are apparently really bad at frozen food unless they're unless they're like composed unless like a shape of them is very good and I think that's why like the TV dinners kind of work is that like because they're very flat mm-hmm. like you can you can get even coverage on them but like you know you can't take expect some very like you can't stick a frozen cube of anything in there and expect the middle to get defrosted or, or thawed really and so but like it can't help and I think. I think essentially what, what they were kind of talking about, like, one way of doing is that, like, you can use the microwave to help and, like, drastically reduce your cook time or your prep time. Mm-hmm. And you can still throw it in a pan and finish it off and get your sear and all the things okay. the microwave can't really do. But, like, there's a way of hybridizing the way that you cook so that you can cook faster and prepare things more quickly. And and even very much, like, at the same quality, if not, if not better in some cases. And so, like... I thought it was an interesting episode and when you mentioned TV dinners like yeah like I, I bet TV dinners now or like the steaming bags like those are brilliant. I think those work really well and or like microwave popcorn. <laughs> <Genius>. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't look like, I've popped my own popcorn. It's fun. I don't know if it's better than like than good microwave like bag popcorn mm-hmm. like the good stuff. I don't know if it's better than that. And like, and I get what people you know, say
0: like oh the chemicals. I'm like oh you got, if you order popcorn at the movie theater, please like it's please oh it's that's just none of that. Really. Yeah, it's just <laughs> no, as I bad. Mean,
1: yeah, so like I, I thought it was interesting. So I bet TV dinners are pretty good now. And I especially bet that TV dinner is prepared by chefs that don't have to have a lot of like extra stuff to keep it shelf stable that mm-hmm. isn't over to like, you know, make sure it stays that it, it, it doesn't spoil in 10 years versus like, you know, keep it in, in the fridge a week. It doesn't spoil in a week. Like there's a difference in how much you have to like mm-hmm. alter what that food is to keep it for that long. And it's so. not
0: mass produced It's the big thing. Yeah, it's like you're not they're not selling it. To make sure, like it's three dollars, and they're making a huge margin, right? From it, so yeah,
1: like, I and I think you know, I think that's a it's an interesting thing. Uh, like. A I think everybody needs to pay more for food. Okay, sorry, that that that's maybe not like. I think I think people need to pay more for food. I think everyone should get more money, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I think people should pay more for food, and like from restaurants especially. And that like you know, I I think there's some like artificial costs that we're not accounting for that, that keep a lot of that sort of depressed a little bit. I'm no expert in the restaurant industry, obviously, but definitely from what I've heard, like, yeah, like I, I would be more than happy to pay more for, for restaurant food. And I, I think it would be worth it if I knew everyone was getting paid well. So.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's different, I think industries are being looked at especially with the pandemic that happened. But yeah, I'm curious to know what, what the future of, the restaurant industry, of course, like paid ingredients, but even at like grocery stores, like we have so many options. And I know how you talked about, you know, eating less meat because it's, you know, thinking about the environment and the meat process. And I think we're going to talk to there, we'll talk about this and in, in, uh, with our veggie thumper interview, just like how much, there's just so much meat, the abundance of it in grocery stores and places. Mm-hmm. is just so much.
1: Right. And it's so, it's so normalized, once again. Like, I, I do think, and I think you can use normalization to fight against that as well. Like, mm-hmm. once again, like, I've been taught all my life that I have to have some sort of protein, like, animal protein with every single meal to make it feel like, like, in my head, my brain is telling me because I've been taught that for my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it took me, like, sitting through and eating a couple kind of unsatisfying meals before I started to recognize that oh maybe I don't need that or that I missed those meals that that didn't have meat in them and, you know it's it's like it's like anything you know if you eat something enough even that even something that you don't necessarily love or don't like very much even you can develop a a fondness for it and you will miss that thing and you will eventually crave that thing someday. And so, like, I, th- I think there's a certain amount of grit or patience or, I don't know, determination almost in, in making some of these changes mm-hmm. that I think can help a lot. So, like, yeah, eat a couple meals you're not completely 100% happy with. That happens to everybody. But, like, you can do that with a purpose. Yeah. And then the 10th time you try that, you might be like, hey, I'm really getting this. I, I actually like this a lot. I get it now. Like I understand it and I can appreciate it. And I think that's, that's something I've, I, I'm working a little more like conscientiously on when it comes to food.
0: Yeah. And I also think like if you were to limit yourself, not saying like give it up completely, but when you're able to spur yourself on like the quality, you can, you can taste the difference. Yeah. In yeah. the quality I of think- where it comes from and, and ingredients. But when you're saying like something that you're like really enjoy Man, let me tell you, I've tried this new hot sauce. Love it, <laughs> love it. Low pricey, but I was like, I was kind of gimmicky. Someone was selling me on it, and I was like, I. Right. And I told my wife about it, and she's like, Let's just get it. And now I put it on everything. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous. It's pricey, and you put it on everything. <laughs> yes, which I'm like, I what, what is back. this hot sauce? What it's is this hot sauce? Truff. Tell me about. It's called truff, truff, and it's the truffle, like black truffle infused hot sauce and i've never i've never had like black truffle i know like it's like super expensive yeah and i think that's the reason why this hot sauce is, <coughs> was, was a little little pricey mm-hmm. but i've never had truffle and when people like oh truffle fries truffle fries are not truffle like the truffle oil yeah. is all synthetic garbage to give it the flavor of truffle but it's not not the real thing from from what i've here in red but i've never had truffle. have you ever had truffle doug
1: I, I I have had truffle before, like, once again, like, a small amount on top of things. Very rare occasions. I can't exactly remember the last time I've had it. I know that I've had it, though. And I, I will say, I have it so infrequently that I, I don't think I appreciate it fully yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I would, like, pay for, like, you know, because I think there are places where, like, oh, would you like truffles on top of that and for an extra $25 i'm like no someday maybe if i have it more i might like truly appreciate the flavor and i'm sure it's good and i'm sure it's like rich and 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 has umami but like i i personally just haven't had the experience with it enough Mm -hmm. to I, i think get that full experience which is which is on me and maybe that is something that i could normalize and appreciate but that's too expensive it is very to expensive. <laughs> I was looking at
0: it with the cost of it, and I was like, I like it to be infused and other flavors, and like I'm not sure how I right. feel about, it, but I do enjoy it and I was I was pretty excited to try this thing just to have some yeah some enjoyment with a mix of everything. But
1: okay, so doesn't actually have truffles in it though, like or is this like truffle fries and truffle oil where it's like a it's a, a like a chemical like lots of things are chemicals to be fair, but like it it's more like a, it actually has no relationship to the the actual truffle itself this is something i don't know
0: i think so it is it does have truffle in it so this is black okay. truffle and fears because it
1: says olive oil infused with black truffle
0: yes black truffle essence so I, yeah yeah. Okay.
1: yeah i you know maybe there could be some some wiggle room in there but yeah but no i have heard rave rave reviews from other people on this I have. I've seen it at the grocery store. I just don't feel like spending. I. I haven't quite just made the leap to spend like eighteen to twenty two dollars on it yet.
0: Um, yeah, I think. I think that like seeing that price, it wasn't like it was, I think it was probably on sale. It's probably what made yeah. me made me buy it. But oh, there you go. There you go. But yeah, it was not that that much. Like that. I,
1: I will say. I think the other part that I'm scared of is that like I go through hot sauce like fairly fast.
0: I do. Yep. Me too.
1: Yeah, and so like I'm worried I'd be like I love this, and then I would, like, use it on everything very quickly, and then I would be very sad <laughs> that I don't have any anymore. Like I'm I'm trying not to like get into this like disappointment spiral of like so that I think that's another reason why I've held off on on trying it out. But yeah, but you're 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 in its clutches right now. Yes, and so, you know.
0: I've only had it for a few days, and the bottle's going down. But like again, like you said, like you go through hot sauce, I go through hot sauce, and you know, I have yeah. two big bottles of sriracha, mm-hmm. and my of always empty, and the other ones I'm already opened. Mm-hmm. And then like a big bottle of Cholula, Cholula for mm-hmm. like breakfast stuff. Like I, we have a lot of hot sauce. We go through them, and I'm trying to like not go through this one because I'm like I, it'll probably be like another. It's a thing, special right? yeah. thing. <laughs> Okay, I'm yeah, like treating see, like, this I, like a little, like a fancy dinner.
1: Okay, so this this is this is an interesting question. So I am sort of curious. What is what are the most precious things in your refrigerator right now? The most precious things in your fridge to you. To me. I'm not saying dollar value, but just like the 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 stuff that
0: you like always you want to have. savor. Oh, want to savor
1: that you want to savor and just like hold on to it as long as you can and and enjoy every every taste. What are the most precious things, most loved things in your refrigerator right now? Oh man. I Maybe mean, like the hot sauce. Trough hot sauce is one of those, right?
0: Trough hot sauce is one of them. Truff hot sauce is one of them. There's this pizza sauce by Local Foods. It's a it's a local they used to sell it here in, in here in Iowa, but mm-hmm. they stopped selling it. And when we were um back in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, we came across in the aisles and it was there. So we mm-hmm. we bought a few of those and that's something we're like, we're gonna wait because if we go through this, we have to do a six-hour drive to pick some of these <laughs> up. Um, and I'm sure you can order them. On, I'm sure you can order them online, but it's just mm-hmm. the shipping cost and to order right. that money to be worth it is like a mm-hmm. man. I'm trying to think. Okay, so maybe not refrigerator, but butters. I have like, okay, I have nice butters where you have nice. What does that mean? Nice butters? Like, I mean, you're not getting like the pack of four sticks for $2. Like this is like, you okay, know, your yeah. eight ounce little brick that might cost okay. a little bit more than four to five dollars. But hand
1: that, formed by Amish people yeah, somewhere or, like or, or, or are they imported from France? Salted,
0: yeah. Imported from oh, okay. France or okay, like, all right. or from Italy. And it has its own taste and just yeah. like. Depending on what I'm cooking, like is it is this gonna bring that flavor, you know, and shine through, or is yeah. it just gonna be like a base? And that's the case. And I do that with like my like olive oils, like the garlic infused ones. That there's one that I gave mm. you, the garlic roasted yeah. garlic infused olive oil, and just seeing like if that is gonna come through with that. And then I have some salts. I got this like smoked sea salt, mm. yeah, that I want to throw it on everything, but I'm like no. Nah. Same yeah. because the smoke st- doesn't make everything better, like, <laughs> but it does make some a good
1: amount of things better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there's certain. Yeah, I'd say fridge or
1: pantry, the most precious things in your kitchen. Nice, definitely things that are
0: hard to come by. Yeah, or if I'm running Until, low on, and I'm not yeah. sure when I'm going to go out for a run to get it.
1: All right. Yeah, that's good. So some salt, some butter, some hot sauce. Okay.
0: Hot sauce is always on there for some reason, though. Like yeah. the the garlic chili paste. Oh, okay. I put that in a lot of my breakfast items, and usually I get to go like to Sea Fresh to get those, and okay, I don't go to Sea Fresh as often as I should. So then when I'm running low, I'm like, oh, gotta put that put that in the books.
1: Nice. Yeah, I think for me, I've got like. <sighs> So I think I, I can match you in the hot sauce thing. Like, as I have some, like, I'm working my, three, my way through some chili crisp. So I have, like, mm. a momofuku chili chili crunch. They call the a chili crunch, which is, like, it's sort of like a, a laoganma, like, chili crisp. But I think he also says there's some influence from, like, a salsa seca, um, I think is what he said. was, like, he drew some influence for that on that. But I also have some fly-by-jing chili... Uh, Chili crisp, which is also really, really nice, which, you know, I try to use
0: sparingly uh, on some things. Um, So more about this chili crisp, like, is it crispy? Is it like a paste? Like, how Uh,
1: do you not have you not had? Okay, okay. So there's like there's a very ubiquitous ingredient in like in in some kitchens. And it's it's like this red bottle and you can you can find it. And there's this like Chinese grandmother on the bottle. It's like red, very distinct. And it's yeah, it's 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 chilies fried in oil. Like the seeds are oh, in there as well. Yes. And there's like, okay. it's got a lot of umami in it. And there's probably like garlic and a couple other things. Like, and you just like, you see it, you see this like chili oil and not, it's not just the oil. It's also got the chili, like bits of it, the fried bits of chili mm-hmm. in there. I think there's also spices. So like, you'll see it with like star anise, the oils infuses star anise and like, and other, uh, some other spices as well. And it's just, it's just very fragrant and it, it has a lot of flavor and it like runs very deep. Kind of, it has these wonderful undertones and it's also got some heat and some salt and obviously the fat from the oil is there. And so like, it's just a really great thing to like throw on top of rice or throw into a dish just to like amp it up a little bit. And so I have some nice versions of that, which I, 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 am really enjoying and savoring right now. I have, I have some Kewpie mayo. I always like, (laughs) (laughs) like, like, like having that just to like finish something off like an omelet or, or, or something fun uh, to use, it because it just has a little more MSG in it that like just punches flavors up a little bit more. Um, what else do I have? The, that oil and that balsamic that you gave me, I'll use those like pretty sparingly and try to make sure I'm, I'm getting every, like I, I have to make that judgment. Am I going to use this for, for something that's worthy of it? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's that. I also got some, Christmas, I got some smoked salt and I got some, I also got some, I think it was vanilla salt that I haven't, I want to use on desserts, you know, to like, once again, like I I love like taking sweet things and amping them up just with a little bit of salt. So that's good. I don't have any fancy butter right now. So I I don't have anything there. Do you have these? They're not precious. I just, I don't see them all the time at Seafresh or at some of the other Asian groceries, but I do have a fondness for these, like, pickled Japanese plums, umeboshi, I think is what they're called. Mm. And they're, I had a friend who went to Japan and brought some to me, and they are, they, they have pits, so you just kind of have to watch out for them. And the pit can sometimes be, like, a little bit, like, sharp and stabby, mm. but but the, the flesh is very soft, and it's, like, been fermented, and it ages, and it's preserved. It's a preserved plum, and so it's intensely sour and really salty <laughs> and i just like i love it it's just it just has these very strong characteristics that it just like wakes you up and and just like you know you need you want something to like brighten up food and i i just I, I like having those i i don't have a lot of applications for them but like every in a them i just like grab one of those it, it's almost like it a super intense olive in terms of like what that can do mm-hmm. it has these like strong characteristics so i have those and then i'm trying to think of what else is super valuable in my pantry is there anything else oh i have these um i so along with the momofuku chili crunch i also got their soy sauce and tamari they're like their restaurant grade i think is what they call it and so and I've, i've done some like tastings between like the regular like soy sauce that i have which i think david chang calls like caramel like salt water basically (laughs) like he he doesn't have a high opinion of like the standard soy sauce that you can get uh at the grocery store and so like i and i i buy some like nicer soy sauce not Mm -hmm. like super nice stuff but like and i've i've done some tastings between the two and like there is a difference in that like the soy Mm -hmm. sauce that he has has just a, a wealth of flavor underneath the salt and it's not as salty either and then the tamari as well. Actually, I think I like the tamari better. I think there's just more there that I can taste. Yeah. I, we used, I think we use tamari just, a lot yeah.
0: more. And yeah. I definitely need to get some of the chili oil, the the chili crisp. I didn't know it was called that yeah. until like I looked it up. I'm like, yes, I've had that. I just Yeah, yeah I just yeah, called it yeah. chili oil. I just never knew that's what it was called. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so and, and and to be fair, like I have some fancy stuff, but the original the original like grandmother mm-hmm. sauce, like Ma, whatever i am probably mispronouncing that so please you know forgive me but like it's it's still super good like i i one is not better than the other <laughs> they're all great <laughs> i love them and in fact like i remember reading the the like an interview with with the the like the the founder of Fly by Jing uh, who who makes who who's also have kind of uh, i think she was kind of at the front end of like the chili crisp craze that's kind of going on right now because mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of companies that like lucasin from chintzy kitchen also has his own chili oil and has been doing mm-hmm. that for a long time and is now bottling it and selling that and a bunch of other places are doing it but like she was talking about like how the lao Ma the way that it's made is like it's not easy to make there's no way to like easily just like factory it and it's it's not like it's not even though they do so much volume it's still very individually fried like in small batches Mm. you just have lots of people doing it that are very good at it (laughs) which is insane to think about but like but like it is it is a good it is a great condiment and like one of my favorite things and so it is one of those things that like i will buy because i think i'm out of it and then i go home and i realize oh i have four or five more
0: (laughs) 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 there's nothing wrong with that I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was reflecting on what you said about, like, the soy sauce and how, like, you know, David Chang was talking about how it's, like, caramelized salt water. And there was, I, I think it was on Netflix or something like Flavor Origins where they go into, I believe Japan, it could be wrong, and they go into where they still make, you know, soy sauce the traditional way, like the long process yeah. and these, like, t- giant wooden tubs and, and how they talk about, like, you can literally taste the difference but a lot lot of people don't think or decide like what to like what condiments you know the quality especially like soy Mm -hmm. sauce right like that's usually tossed in so many things and how much of a difference it can make with just how it's made and processed and and like actually getting good soy sauce have you tried it with like good like sushi or i was wondering what sushi restaurants use for their soy sauce you know everybody says <laughs> <laughs> <those> little packets <laughs> I, th-
1: I, think, I I think I can't remember who I heard this from but I, I feel like it's a it's almost a little bit of like a, like an urban legend almost like it's not in that like it's a story I feel like I've heard recounted from multiple different sources but like but person. Uh, goes to 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 fancy sushi restaurant and and person takes the soy sauce and like pours too much, pours a lot into their little like dipping dish mm-hmm. or I don't there, I'm sure there's a name for it. I'm sure everyone out there is appreciating my lack of terminology <laughs> for the, little, the little dish that you put the soy sauce in that you put your sushi in, okay, that thing they pour a lot in there, and then like the waiter or the owner like chides them or scolds them, but, like stop wasting it. Like it's expensive mm-hmm. and like have more respect. And I used to be like, ah, ridiculous. And now I'm like, no, I think they were right. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was waste. That wasn't like, now that I feel like I, I understand that there is like, there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And, and that like, there are places that likely do use very nice high grade soy sauce and, and spend a lot to get that. As a distinguishing factor for, for their restaurant, whether or not people know or notice, yeah, I feel like that waiter or that owner or in that story is right. Yeah, I, I feel I'm like, like yeah, you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't waste it.
0: I think they need I think restaurants need to be a little bit more like educational to tell that the, the customers of like, hey, like yeah. this is like high quality soy sauce, that's where it comes yeah. from. I mean, if waiters are gonna tell me I can't order ranch because the chef doesn't believe in ranch or ketchup. Then, like, okay, then they should be able to, like, tell us, like, hey, this soy sauce, like, please note that this is, like, really high-end. Please try it on its own. Like, appreciate it. It comes from this region. Mm -hmm. Here is a cheap soy sauce. You can try it next to it.
1: I mean, look, look, I will will pay for artisanal ranch I, I will 100% if you can if you can give me a ranch that's better than the Hidden Valley which is very easy to do actually yes. <laughs> like if you're making your own ranch great like charge me for that please <laughs> I want that and I will not waste it I will I will I will respect it I will honor it <laughs> with every every possible way with the chicken fingers and fries that I order, <laughs> 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 the funny, or the pizza or the, the bar pizza that I get with the
0: <laughs> it. the funny the funniest part of, of this of like of this person, this waiter, telling me, like, the chef doesn't believe in a ranch. And I was like, you can never, like, dip these, like, your French fries in ranch. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. blasphemous. I'm like, this is like a dive bar. Like, the floor's sticky. <laughs> this is like a fr- walk into a frat house, and you're going to tell me, like, you have some standards. Like, clean yeah. first, and then talk about not having ranch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um- but, yeah, yeah, but I think, you know, maybe, cult, like you said, like, like, so, like, culturally, like, condiments to us is just, like, they're just there to have an abundance of.
1: Yeah, we, we've normalized the the overuse and the waste of it, and I don't know, like, I mean, I will say that, like, I I think, you know, this month, kind of going back to the pescatarian thing, which, look, I, I know I've talked a fair amount about it, and, and I am not an expert, so please... You know, my opinions are my own and I, I understand they're very often wrong, but like it, it is interesting in that like now that I am back to eating meat every once in a while, like I do feel like I appreciate it more mm-hmm. and I and I want that to mean not that I'm going to order more meat and, and buy more meat. But like when I do have it that I am I am I'm really going to savor that and it's not going to be this everyday thing and it's not going to be this just well, that's just where it is now that that's what it is and I, I this is the standard now and so I, I think the more I can kind of appreciate the, the few times that I have it the the easier it's going to be for me to kind of eventually like phase that out instead of it instead of having more of it so yeah
0: and I think if you keep your like, keep an open mind of like still having it if it was like a special occasion of like you know being invited like you were recently invited to to try some some recipes out like yeah you're not gonna be like, no, I can't, you know, I'm trying to skip the opportunity, but you're more than open to, yeah. I would hope. Yeah, exactly. But awesome, yeah. Like, <laughs> remember the story? So we were going back. We went to Portillos, and we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about meat, we went to Portillos, and you know, we got we got beefs, like Italian beefs, you know, mm-hmm. dipped in au jus, and forever, Megan's always like, I want to be or vegetarian, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> She always like, has these cravings, but like, she's like, we have to have tortellos. It's like down the street. Let's do curbside pickup. Let's do it. And she like bit into it. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, just like stop. And she's like, had like an emotional impact, right? Of I'm, like, <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing memories and, uh-huh. and all this. And she's like, if I ever say that I'm going be vegan, just mention this. Because this is like, she's like, I'll break it for this. And it's like not like the the fanciest meal, right? But it's just like Mm. the the representation and 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 the foundation what it has created in someone's memory.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's powerful, and yeah, I can imagine. You know, you know what's crazy is that I've never had portillos. Oh (laughs) man. I people have been telling me it's amazing, and I, I even I remember one year I went to Chicago and I was like trying to do a tour on Italian beefs, and I never made it to Portillo's.
0: Did you go to Al's um, beef?
1: I went to Al's. I went to Luke's. I went to a couple others. I don't remember the full list.
0: I live the block away from the original Al's beef.
1: Yeah, yeah. All I know is they cannot do Italian beef here in Iowa. And for some reason, it's, it, it's it doesn't
0: not transfer. The same. So I don't know what it is. So, our neighbors who are incredible, they ordered. So, Chicago has this thing like Chicago, like a taste of Chicago to like people who like relocated, right? You can order Mm -hmm. Illuminati's, Portillo's, and stuff like that. And so, they ordered an order of like Italian beefs and they got it shipped to their house, like dry ice Mm -hmm. and all that. And they made it and they they gave us two. And it was great. Definitely like reminds us of home and we enjoyed it and really appreciate it. But it wasn't the same, even though it still Mm -hmm. came like you had to cook everything. Right. But I've had Italian beefs in other other in the state, and it's it's not the same. Yeah. It's like, I'm guessing, like, the same thing New Yorkers feel about pastrami sandwiches outside of New York, right? Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you, we, we need to do a trip and go to Portillo's. You need to experience walking into the craziness that it is. Yeah. It's just, there's always a line. There's tables everywhere. And they have tables up to the line. So you're, like, literally waiting <laughs> in line while you're hitting mm. elbows with someone eating their beef. Also best It's going to be a while before we can do that. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a while. It'll be like two years. Well, I guess you can experience it and then experience it again. It's full of water. You also have to have the like, yeah. chocolate cake.
1: Yes. I've, I've heard a lot. I, I have had the chocolate cake.
0: You have? Yes, because
1: someone got because it, it, I the what's the special? It's it's mayo. mayonnaise, right? Yep. That's the secret ingredient, mayo. Someone did get like I think for their birthday, and they shared some, and I got to try it. It was a very moist, wonderful chocolate cake. Even if someone like I'm not a person who generally like loves cake a lot, it was it was it was a very good cake.
0: I we brought one back for our neighbors. You know, our neighbors were really awesome taking care of like our mayo and. In our driveway. So we brought a cake back and we cut it in, in four sections and we gave those three sections off. And our neighbor came by recently to bring back the plate. And she's like, and she's an, she's an older older woman. And she's like, you've changed my world. She's like, I love chocolate cake and I've never had chocolate cake like this. And she's like, they just opened up Portillo's in Minnesota. So when I visit my mom, I'm going to stop and get some chocolate cake.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I do kind of wish they would open a Portillo's here just so that I, I could I could maybe like tell. I could, A, I could actually try it for the first time. Their hot dogs or their Italian beef. Do you, do you get the Italian beef there? Do you get the hot dogs? I feel like some people are, they get the beef or they get the hot dog.
0: If you ever order it behind a true Chicago, it, it happened when I went with Megan's stepdad, and he is, like Chicago through and through. He was not born or raised there, but he. He was like a historian for the University of Illinois, Chicago, and he knows, like, like he's an encyclopedia, and <laughs> <laughs> he's a big man. He's like six foot seven. But anyways, I, I've gone to him with Portillo's, and he will order a beef, a hot, like, you'll get, like, the menu. Like, you, it's really hard, <laughs> like, when you have the menu in front of you, you're like, I don't know All if right. I want this or this, and sometimes you're like... We'll order beef, we'll order a hot dog, we'll split the hot dog, and we'll split a burger. Like, you, you start making negotiations with yourself. Mm-hmm. You start breaking diets that you're like, oh, splurge myself, get beef. Now you're getting other things. But yeah, it's 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 a hard decision. Like, Chicago dogs are good, but usually ju- just stick with the beef. The, the beef, is,
1: yeah. it's the beef for you. Yeah. So I'm interested in A, I, I wanna try it because uh, I've heard so much about it. And then also, I'm curious, if they did come to Iowa, would that, like, would the same thing happen? If they crossed the border, would it suddenly be, like, not as good? Or <laughs> I don't know. Or is it just that no one here knows
0: how to do it? It could be two things. So it could be a culture shock. The big thing is, like, people, so when Jared Donalds came to Iowa, so it could happen that Pertils can come to, to Des Moines because they have, have a Jared Donalds now. People Mm. with the culture shock of like, oh, I can't believe the wait times are always busy. And I'm like, it's a deep dish. Like we're used to waiting. Like if you go to Luminize or like Uno's or Giordano's in Chicago, like, you know, it's going to take a majority of your evening. Yeah. Like and that's like I think it's the culture shock of like maybe the pandemic might ease that. But when you go to Portillo's, it's like you are on top of each other. it like even the Portillo's in the suburbs. You're thinking suburbs, in the open space, a lot of fast food restaurants, there's there's room to move around. You walk into Portillos, you're like, you feel like you're in the city. You're like, you're on just on top mm-hmm. of each other. People are yelling, shouting, intercoms are still being used, and you're like, what happened to just the screens, right? Or the tickets going through? They're like, mm-hmm. yep. And it's always like the, the the old school fashion of like number two with <laughs> And you're like, I ordered four things and I'm, and that went through for somehow like, and they <laughs> got it right. 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 And it's, it's, it's just like a whole experience in itself. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I wonder, like, I think it will still be good here. I think though, though, I think that's probably the whole, like, you know, if they got one in Minnesota, there should be potential mm-hmm. of coming here. But yeah, like, is there any restaurants that you've gone to that, Originally were from one place, and then when you went to go try in a different place, it was completely different. Or have you ever gone to a place, let's say like a Shake Shack or Whataburger, like a place that is known and it's very hyped in a different region you go there you're like ah it's okay
1: I mean I've tried most of the, like the major like nice burger chains like I I've, I've I've done it, like oh, let's see I've got Shake Shack I've got In and Out I've got I haven't done Whataburger I somehow keep on like not doing that I've done Five Guys are there what what are the other ones that are like in that kind of realm of like sought highly sought after regional burgers.
0: Steak and shake we would say will be one. Well, I guess we've got
1: I know I've had steak and shake although I feel like they're just known for lots of things. Are they particularly known for the burger?
0: They they do a lot of their burger like their whole advertising is just the different burgers that they have.
1: I mean okay, they're red robin right, right, right. too.
0: But that's yeah, more I'm, of a gourmet.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I mean I I've I've had i've had those i think the i guess wall burgers or whatever that is i think the only one i haven't had that's sort of in that like top tier of like fast food but not super corporate is is whataburger from i think it's from texas mm-hmm. so
0: i've got a whataburger there's si- yeah. like their sizes represent texas i got a small uh-huh and that's like a large here yeah like it was definitely
1: I don't like how five guys shame me if I try to get a single patty. <laughs> They'll just give me this look and I'll be like, okay, I'll we'll order the double. <laughs> and then I'll feel terrible after it. Like, no, I mean, it's, it's delicious, but like, I, I'll feel just I've eaten too much. <laughs>
0: but definitely be, be warned if I, I have tried some of these restaurants and I'm like, had mixed mixed opinions the, my first time. Because, you know, when you go in, you're, like, expecting this, like, clarity of, like, this this enlightenment moment, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I can't believe we don't have this back home or we don't have this mm-hmm. where I live. And you eat this, you're like, ah, I could live without this. And then blasphemous happens, right? Like, how Dare you insult my <laughs> childhood, my so wait, identity?
1: So, so wait, David. Just just for the record, what, what is the burger chain that does not live up to your like expectations and hype? <laughs> it was at first it was In-N-Out. It was In-N-Out. Yeah, out. You, I, I oh, got I
0: okay. got accustomed to it because you know we've I, I've gone back and like we we'll, ate it in Vegas. Megan's uncle took us to like another in out when we got to the airport, and and I had like a better, summer experience, but I don't. Well, if we have one here, eh, whatever. I don't really care for that much. But I went there and I went with like a group of friends and they're like, you have to order like the animal style and you have to do this. Right. It's life changing. And I'm like...
1: Double, double animal style. Double, double animal
0: prepared. style. You have to have it this way. It's, you know, it's better than all these other ones you've had back home. And I'm like, bite into this. I'm like, meh, like...
1: I mean, look i I think it's I think the it's In-N-Out good. burger
0: is decent. It's good. It's decent. I think decent. Their fries
1: are a crime. <laughs> I think their fries are very underwhelming, and I know that there are people who love them, and I get that, but I, I I don't like their fries at all. But but I I think it's a good burger. I think I think the the hype is a lot of people like look down on the Midwest and think like yo, you've never had what a real burger is, and it's like, and I, you know it's like. I, I've always wanted people to know more about Bebops. I really like Bebops, Bebops is good. here, and I think I think it's good. Like Not it. everyone agrees with that, but I think like I would really love to see Bebops in that like upper tier and to be like recognized in the upper tier because I really do love their burgers. I think they do a great job. I think they're very classic.
0: One of my favorite you know? places. They, they reopened one in my hometown. It's called Rallies or Checkers. Oh yeah, I've heard of those. I don't think I've ever been to one though. They have the best fries. They have like oh. those brown, like seasoned fries that are like okay. crispy yeah, and stuff. Yeah. The burgers are like, a little greasy, but they're they're really good and it's like that drive, you know, just drive through place. But I, I went there as as a kid and it I loved it. I don't go to the one in my hometown now because there's always fights. Like for some reason. Uh-huh. It just gravitates that. There's always videos online of like people fighting. <laughs> in it so I was like ah,
1: alright yeah, maybe let's avoid that one find another rally somewhere else or then I'll, I'll have to check it out
0: but yeah but I always feel like I want to go to places some place, places I'm afraid to try because of the hype because I'm like you know what I don't want to ruin that image for me even though I haven't tried it I'm yeah. going to let it live its hype in my head so I'm yeah. going to avoid I'm going to avoid it because I've, I've gone to even fine dining restaurants with the hype yeah or like or local fine dining restaurants and have left disappointed and you know you make a, a little post about it and <laughs> next to you know you're you've insulted someone's grandmother and <laughs> i i was like okay people are very attached to things and it's like it's yeah. not just it's not for me it's okay if it's for you it's just there's places that I really enjoy that, you know, like people like, I like enjoy t- Kowtong. People don't enjoy yeah. that. It's fine. No, that's fair. That's fair.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I think we should probably wrap yeah. up here. I think we've kind of, we, we've covered a lot here today. So, uh, you know, I will say this, if you have opinions on, on David's stance on In N Out or on the burger itself or on my stance on the fries, you can find us at We Are Beyond Hungry on Instagram and on Facebook where you can DM us all those comments. You can also reach us by email at WeareBeyondHungry at gmail.com.
0: Or share us, like tag us on a post of how you order your burger. Or what's your favorite burger take a picture make it at home or let us or comment or let us know where you enjoy your burger and I want to give a special shout out to to bo brenton for our music and that's you can follow him at bo brenton that's b-e-a-u-b-r-e-n-t-o-n
1: please give us five stars on apple podcasts or however you rate podcasts yeah we would love it if you did that or or left a review on apple
0: podcasts but we always love when people do that as well